Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. A star attraction. The one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. So, um, okay, so you're doing these feature reports, and then do you get fired? No, here's what happened. I uh, went to the Christmas party that year in the Rainbow Room, which mm -hmm. I didn't want to go to. Right. So this would have been 2008 Christmas Can party. I just say something yeah. about Christmas parties? Yeah. Like... All the comedy clubs have Christmas parties. It's like, why do I want to go to a comedy club and drink with the people I fucking see every, every you know, day? Like, yeah, don't kiss me. Don't kiss me. Right. Hello. I and it's that. like, it smells. I know. It's gross. And everyone acts drunk and like, it's just like, oh my God, right. I have to see you so much. All right, go ahead. Right. I feel, by the way, the exact same way. Yeah. So I go there and I, I, I wanted to leave. Actually, would have probably been at that point, um, oh, seven. But, but here's what right. happened. I run into a guy from WRNN. My first station, right. who is now the head of the taxi TV. Division. Oh yes, that little thingy. Yes, so I yes, said, yes. "Hey, can I be on?" He's like, "Hey, good to see you from RNN." I'm like, "Okay," and then I, I, he said he's head of NBC everywhere. I'm like, well, "I don't know what that is," but the I guy, he's from Queens. He was on he the was Queens part thing. Of that. Yeah, 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 right. So basically, I was like, "Can I be on it?" He's like, "Sure." So I had all the real estate in the cabs already. Right. Cut to so now my my son is born. This uh, is Primo. Primo is born, and you're with. Uh, I want. To get into the birth of your sons in a minute, but go ahead. Oh well, so but it leads to talk. So what happened was, so I uh, went down to Lafayette, Louisiana, and I was in the room when he was born, and it was awesome. Then I, I and did you know you were gonna? How long did you know you were gonna adopt him? Oh, we found out Christmas Eve morning that we got chosen. I mean, the birth mom called us, and uh, and that's what happened. And I was able to actually tell my father-in-law, which was exciting, because then he, he passed. And then, so what? How, when was Primo born? So Primo was born um, April 9th, 2009. So you had four months yep. Yep, to be going. like, yeah, I'm having a baby, I'm having a baby. And it wasn't and, a lot of contact. This was kind of like in a pre-texting, you know, we, right, were, right, we, we right. were like texting your face off then. So like, let's do the phone call. Okay. 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 All right. Um, it was me. Which one am I? You're. Are you you? You're you. No, I would have to be her because. All right. I'll, oh, be, no. I'll be. All right. You be her, and I'll be okay. you. But do it with an accent. Okay. <laughs> with Hello. This southern accent. Yeah. What well, doesn't she have an accent? Not really. She all right. Doesn't. Just do her. As, all okay. right. Ready? Yeah. Hello. Wait, hold on. No. I'm really busy. Hold on. <laughs> Shut up! Right. I can't take it! Okay, yes. go ahead. It was pretty much like that. Right. Yeah, all right. And then and then she listen, she had this voice that was bright and clear. Okay. And and you know, all the adoption things say, don't ask them how they are, don't right. you know, shut keep the fuck it all up. smiling, right? Right. Okay, like, hello. Like we had this like a, a sunshiny, what's a smiley face thing that right. you know, saying like uh, adopt. So my husband and I call it adoption face now when we try to smile through right. phone calls because they can right. hear you're smiling. Right. Okay. My hello. Husband, my, my husband doesn't say I can't believe we're not even doing the call. Oh. <laughs> because yeah, I need because All right. call, because here's what it well oh fine. Here's what, you, and what time of day was it was your husband home? Yes. Okay. Okay. The call itself and you'd with been the on, birth mother right. happened the day after Christmas. Because the day before Christmas, it was her aunt who called me to say, I am spearheading this for my niece. You know, i we've gotten hundreds and hundreds of applications. You're the one. Or yeah. She, wow. she maybe it was like between us and some families. Oh, I have right. I have goosebumps. So we got her on the phone. Yeah. In Manhattan, but we were driving down to Eastern Shore of Maryland to see mm -hmm. my my in laws. Mm -hmm. We kept that aunt on the phone for the entire 
drive. Probably. No way. Yes, she was a hell of a storyteller, and and I'm a reporter, right? So I'm asking her a billion million questions, right, and right, right. I just didn't want to let her get it off right, the phone. Right. And she said, um, the birth mother is with her family, you know, is with the, or she has, she had a daughter, uh, with her at, for Christmas, but then she goes to see her dad at, after Christmas, so that's when the birth mother will call you. So what happened was we had a time set up, mm-hmm. my husband and I. Freaking out, right? Freaking out. Freaking okay. out. Yeah. I could think of nothing else. Right. You know, and then, so that the appointed time came, and we were each on separate cordless phones, mm-hmm. and her voice was clear, and I think she said a few, like, ma'ams, and, you know, it's a, oh. and then my husband, who literally hasn't said a word since the 80s, right. busts out with... How do you feel? And at that point, she cried a little and she said, I am angry that I was put in the position to have to make this choice. Wow. Good for her. It was so brave and spot on. I mean, listen, Judy, nobody gives up their kid for adoption because they want to. Right. You know, it's it's really... Well, in both of our our birth mother's cases, they had another child and they knew... The heartbreak that goes along with right, it. I mean, right, you know, right, right. How old? And how old was she when she was pregnant? Twenty-eight, maybe. I mean, wow. She, was, she owned her home. She was, wow, you know, that's so awful. It was. It was awful. And yeah. but I'll tell you, when we went down, well, lucky for you, but yeah. This is how I feel about about right this situation. No matter where it happens, you know. I mean, it's. Um, with both of my sons, I had to make a conscious decision to stop thinking about the birth mom right. beca- afterward because I couldn't do the job for which they chose me if I right. was going to be so like, brokenhearted yeah, for them over, every second. Yeah. Although, let me just say that <laughs> this summer, when I was very deep in, I can't believe I lost my job. This is a, Because the, the show was... Oh, we managed to sorry, get there. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Fuck. Okay, sorry. Wait, can we do so, the phone call, please? But it wasn't... Yeah, okay, fine. But it wasn't like a... Anyway... So it was a long call, but there wasn't a moment. It was so. So by the end, there was never. A, I'm choosing you. It was like decided. It was right. Decided, and 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 then. It, uh, What's the first? Because since you won't role play with me, I, because it's, I don't have a good. It's okay. not a good story in that way. Right. It was so emotional. And right. So was um, she crying? Well, when Mike asked her how she felt, yeah, that's, that's when, when her she... voice broke. And then I'll tell you, I had I got her on the phone the day before New Year's and talked to her for another two hours, and we were just trading stories. I just it was like hearing your baby's heartbeat. Right. I wanted to keep her close to right, me. Right. 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 Um. And frankly, I, I, I'm in touch with her mom, and the mom recently told me that she also suffers from depression. Oh, so my I, God. And by the way, she's quite white, the mom. My, my older son is Cajun. He's very mixed right. up uh, genetically. And so his family would have been really white anyway. You know? Right, and, right. Um, and he doesn't identify as black, interestingly. Wow. And she's quite black. And her, right. But, her, but the, anyway, he's quite light, and he does not consider himself black. That's interesting because most, you know— I mean, I, I'm, and I'm not, I'm, I, I just, like, there's so many uh, African-American people who are, who, who don't, who are white or maybe majority white, but they usually identify as black. It'll be interesting as Primo gets older yeah. to see. Well, where because, like, look, you, you go through life and that's all people, you know. It's, he doesn't it's, see it. Right. And that's. 
uh, it's, it's so amazing. I just fucking, I, I have no idea what it's like to be a black person in this world, but I know what it's like to be a Jew and a gay and, and, uh, you know, whoever I am, tall and, you know, not looking like everyone else. And I know people stare at me, but to fucking walk in a room and be the only person of color, like... It's like, really and I, wa- I watch TV and I'm like, there's no black people on this shit. Like, it's like fucking ridiculous. Like, it fucking pisses me. All right. So, well, but it, but it, it is fascinating, by the way. So my, my younger son is very, very dark. And in Hebrew school, we had to switch Hebrew schools this year because he said he didn't want to be the only black person besides the security guard. Wow. And we have black people in our synagogue. Do you import them? No, but I think there a lot of them are, um... Uh, whatchamacallit, are they Nigerian? There's a whole bunch of Jews in... Where do you go to Temple? B'nai Jeshurun. Uh, or as wow. my sister calls it, St. B'nai Jeshurun. Yeah. All right, so... Um, You're really fancy. You're kind of like a closet No, fancy. I'm not. Dude, I, li- I have one bathroom. What the fuck are you talking what? about? Really? I have one bathroom. I live in a thousand square foot apartment. Shut the fuck up. I think a thousand okay. is a lot, right? No. Um, what if you put a porta potty <sighs> okay, so that's a good idea. We go to the neighbors. All right, so, um, okay, so all right, so where are we? So, so we're back. So right. your 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 son is born. You're at the birth. We're at the birth, and so you meet. That's the first time you meet the birth mother. No, we were in Louisiana waiting. We're just like waiting, right. and then and she called us finally. She goes, you know. I took all this time off work to have right. this baby, and P.S. that baby's not coming, so right. do you want to hang out? And we didn't even know if we were going to meet her. Like right. we hadn't really. And you, you know, have to like it's up to her. It's not up to the totally adoption up to her. thing. Okay. It was, uh, no, it was um. I met her online. It was uh, an independent right. adoption. Right. Oh through a wow. Yahoo adoption group. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. I, so that happened. So then, uh, okay. So we so we start hanging out with her. It was so important because I got to go to her house, see her photographs. Right. I had a visual on a lot of stuff. Right. Right. I met right. Her daughter. You know, the whole thing was great. And actually, the first night we hung out, like at a Chili's or something or TJ right. Fridays, we talked about Real Housewives of New York the entire. Right. time, which is why I will forever, because there's not a lot of common language, right? And, right. and I hadn't, didn't have a kid, and I didn't know right. mothery things to talk about, and and the show had just kicked off, and I had just happened to do, and the whole country was obsessed, remember? Right. And um, I just happened to meet a few of them at the segment that I did on them, and so she, we talked about it, literally we closed down the restaurant. Right. And that show might be evil, but it also gave me this... Right. Like a common ground. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So that happened. And then, um, and then the morning of the birth, we went into the room and we're just kind of hanging out. And she said, you know, when the baby comes, you can, you can stay. And I hadn't considered it. And, but of course, I'm like, of course. Right, right. This is, I'm embarrassed to tell this story, but it's like this. So she was giving birth. She was getting ready. And so I held her hand. I stood behind her. I held her hand with my right hand and her mom's hand with my left hand. And the mom held my hand in her hand. So we're like a circle behind her. Right. The baby comes out. She didn't want to hold him. You know, it's emotional, right? She actually, she had bad eyesight and she took her glasses off because she just couldn't. Right. Of course. Right. They, he comes out. It's a presentation birth like this, like his fist is in the air, right? Like, like rocket boy. They take him into the other room, and, and they I'm weigh standing. Him, yeah, yeah. But I'm standing there, like, here's this woman who's giving me the ultimate gift, and I've come to love her in this right. short, short time. I want to stay with her, but my son just right. went flying into the next room. Right. So finally, I I don't know what I did. Made small talk for a second, and then I like ran out. 
And my husband was on the other side of the door, blubbering, crying. And Judy, I realized I didn't, my heart didn't even quicken because I recognized my son. I'd seen him in my mind's eye since I was four years old. Right. And I realized that sounds psycho, but that's really what happened. Right. And when he came, and I'd never even held a baby, by the way. Right. Not a Wow. Baby. Right. Okay. He came in and it was like, here you are. Great. Glad you made it. Let's keep going. Like it was, I was right. ready for him. Right, right, like, right. Like the bus slowed down. Right, he jumped right, right. on, and out we went. And that's really how it was with him. I mean, I we I had a baby in my arms nine months from when I started the process. That's amazing, isn't it? And it was all just like bam, bam, bam. Wow. Oh. So you hold him. Just do you ever bring him back in the room? No. Nope, she didn't want to... But that night, we had pizza in her room with her and the family. I mean, it was really... It but was, no baby. No baby. But, of course, you know, so we're running back and forth. And then... Right. And then... Well, we, do you remember, like, driving away from the hospital with your kid? We yeah. drove away from the hospital. Yeah. And I kept looking around, like... I was going to get busted right, for right. stealing the baby. Right, 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 you know? right. And then we stayed in this motel in... in um, in Lafayette, Louisiana, where all these oil men stayed. Yeah. And the kid was screaming at night, and I was like, oh my God, we're going to get kicked out. Right. And so the morning after our first night, you know, I'm like, this is it. Yeah. This is man. So it's the manager, and we're like, we're so sorry, we're so sorry. And he goes, oh no, we, we wanted to give you this gift from the from the hotel, and it's beer cozies with the name of the hotel. Oh, I, I that's so it. cute. It was so cute. It was so, so cool. Now, I know as a gay person with kids, the shit that people have said to me at the airport, you know, like, wait, who's the real mother? Oh, yeah. Wait, which one? Is, yeah. Yep. Like, I get, oh. uh, you know, and I had to trap, we had to travel with birth certificates, adoption papers, you know, everything yep. to prove, right? Um, so I can't imagine you're, you, you're white. Yep. 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 And you have a newborn black baby. I have a what? newborn black baby. And that's why Rowan Sandra Bullock had a black baby. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many times I had to be like, no, 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 I'm not Sandra Bullock. Like, as if it was the right, only, right. you know, multiracial family out there. Uh, but what happened was this, and it was a very crazy thing. My son was born with the name Nicholas. <sighs> from the time we got on that first plane back from Lafayette, Louisiana, we started getting bumped up to first class. Like, lady with a baby! I mean, people were getting kicked off the flight, you know, because it was right. overpacked. So I must have started calling him my primo ticket, and now he goes by primo. He's never So that once... wasn't his birth name? No, he has six birth names. Uh, Nicholas, Joseph, Greenlee, Prashovich, Reyes, something else in Polish. Yeah. My husband's Polish. Uh, but he goes by Primo because I must have said it somewhere along the way. And now not a single person ever has called him Nicholas. So on his birth certificate, doesn't say Primo. Six names, none of which are Primo. That's great. <laughs> crazy? I love that name, though. Primo? Yeah. Me too. Me too. I love What's it. his middle name? Well, his real name is Nicholas Nicholas Ray is my father-in-law. Joseph Greenleaf was my grandpa, my best friend, and, and the cantor. Yeah. And then there are, <laughs> there are two names in parentheses because my husband's like this old blue-blooded right. Polish nobility guy. Yeah. Oh, this is fun. Yeah, I want. I have that in my notes. Oh, okay, right. So yeah. that happened. And then so, but yeah, so he just goes by pre. I mean, that's so funny, right? And then Truman, my little guy, I, I was love, yeah. out of names by, by the time he hit Truman, right? Like there was no more family names. Right. But I was so sick of hearing about all these piece of shit men who were leaving these women and... and Putting them in the position of having right, to get right, their right, for right. adoption. So I was like, I want a true man. Oh, I like that. That's what happened. And so I told her that on the phone, and she was deciding between us and another family, and gave, I told her the name. Yeah. That was it. We wow. Isn't that crazy? So, um, <clears throat> so what are you going to put in the yarmulke at the bar mitzvah for the name? 
This is a great question. Thank you. Jesus Christ. I, I know, don't know. It's Jesus be... Christ is probably what All right, that's good. Yeah. Jew. Jew. All right. Jew. So, okay. So then you, you, and then how, how far were they? Two years apart or? Okay. So uh, they are two years and three quarters because in right. the middle, you know, everyone like says, oh, the two years is the perfect time. Right. right? So. Uh, Primo's adoption gets finalized. That day, while we're at Brooklyn Borough Hall, I start the process on the second one. Um, we got adoption scammed. And that bitch is still in prison where what? she belongs. What happened? Two reporters in a household. Uh, idiots never looked it up. Met this woman online. No, 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 no. I met her through an adoption person. Like, right. what's in the adoption game? Right. Everyone knows everyone, Connor. Right. And um, she called, she, I met, I was hooked up with her and I always spoke and she was so convincing. We sent her money a couple times, which is not legal, but right. we were, you know, excited. Well, called the hospital to confirm the day that she said she was having a C-section of twins. They'd never heard of her. No way. Way. Fred so Armisen went- was on the show seconds after I found out, and I was like, hey, I'm having, I, you know, I just right. had adoption scam. He's like, all right, cool, here's my- No way. It's I, amazing. Like, what, what the hell was he going to say, you know? But- I know, but it's also like, when you have to perform after like, I, I, ugh. It was that fast. It was right. like, I realized what had happened. Ugh, got kicked in your stomach, butt. yeah. Right, and then, hey, da na 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 You know I love my liquid IV, that I drink liquid IV pretty much every day. And I love it because it keeps me hydrated. I travel with it because it's in little packets. It tastes great. It's an amazing product. It hydrates better than water alone, three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO. But here's the best part. You know I've been bragging about Ben my son, Ben, who plays basketball, his team, his entire team, they love Liquid IV. I mean, they are number four in the nation. They are an amazing team. They've done better than ever this year. Dare I say it's because of the Liquid IV? I'm not going to say for sure, but I'm telling you, these athletes love Liquid IV. They love all the flavors, strawberry, lemonade. I love the watermelon. I never give them any of my watermelon. They have sugar-free, white peach, green grape, lemon, lime. It makes you feel great. And if you need a little caffeine, the the, uh, lemon ginger is beyond, beyond. And I know they use it while they're working out. I'm pretty sure they might use it after a game that they won and went out and had, you know, a couple of drinky poos. But that being said, I love Liquid IV. They're a great sponsor. They're a great product. And I honestly couldn't live without them. And it's winter still. You need to be hydrated. Hydration is very important. So weekends are for going wild, as you all know. Have a game plan for Monday. That's what you need. I just had this conversation with Ben's girlfriend. I said, if you're going to go out and party, you need a game plan. And what's your game plan? Liquid IV. Weekends or for going wild, have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today 
using promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at liquidiv.com. You're welcome! Well, how soon after that scam? Well, after that scam, we got chosen by another birth mom upstate who changed her mind after I had spent 48 hours in the NICU with that baby. And on the third day, I walked in with my son. Primo, I was going to introduce him to this baby. I got a call on my cell phone from a lawyer who said, I am so sorry. She changed her mind. No way. That happened. Yeah. But you know what, Judy? I could tell that wasn't my baby. It was a right. girl. First of all, I knew I was never going to have a girl. Right, right. She was super white. And I just... Okay, fuck her. It All wasn't right. it uh, not fuck the girl, but fuck the mother. Okay. Somebody did, obviously. All right, right. So everybody wasn't my baby. So, so how'd like you get Truman? Well, by that point, we did sign up with an agency, and uh, it was coming up on New Year's, and I was standing in the doorway of our mountain house, and there was like no signal, but they're like, right. "There's a ba- right. baby, baby, you." Yeah. <laughs> that was it. So then right. a week, they were closed for a week. So finally, uh, first week of January, we heard from her, and we were down in Oklahoma pretty quickly thereafter. And he was born January sixteenth. Yesterday was his birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Thank Truman! You. He and he is a true man. That That's guy, amazing. I'm afraid he's going to get someone pregnant by looking at them. Oh, no, that's he's cute. really sexy. Okay, so um, your husband, Mike, yep. works for 60 Minutes. He does. He is a producer over right. there. And he, obviously he's not one of the people who sexually harasses. Only me. A lot of sexual right, harassment. Right, because there's me. a lot of sexual harassment over there. It's a very tough time right. over there right now. Of course. Um, but Susan Sorensky, uh, who's now taken over... Uh-huh. Love her, actually. She, Mike, my husband worked for her when he was at 40 Hours. Oh, okay. And uh, knows her to be a very thoughtful, detailed, and spirited person. Um, I'm just sorry it all kind of went down the way it went down for everyone who was hurt by the things that happened over there. Right. By the way, CBS and NPR, too, right? I mean, NPR. Oh, I know. Like, I couldn't What the hell was happening over there? Jesus. I now, can't... you are Polish royalty, apparently. As a matter of fact, I am. That's true. So I mean, what true... is that? And by the way, the Poles ki- killed more Jews than anyone. Take care. But they're making they're making up for it. Yeah. Because now, so uh, I guess my husband's millions of uncles ago, uh, well, the guy was like a mercenary type right. and got counted. I don't know what the, you know, got right. made a count, knighted, mm-hmm. counted. Uh, and thusly, it has passed on, you know, to the generations. But nobody told me until after I was married. Okay. So I am a countess, a countess. You are a countess. Yes, That's I great. Am. An actual one. Okay. Now, here's the other thing. Uh, your husband's Polish, yeah. Polish royalty. <laughs> what does his family think of him marrying a Jew? Take care. <laughs> well, if they think anything bad, they haven't said oh, it. Oh, that's to nice. Me. His father, when he was alive, uh, all he really cared about was that we believed in God. Frankly, that was right. it. And we did. And so that happened. And then he got a look at my mom and thought my mom was super hot. So he was like, oh, oh that's she's nice. going to age well. That was so his dad blessed Okay, him. those are really good values. Yeah. Okay, so um, you, we have we have a few things in common. Yeah. I'm a sneakerhead. Oh, you are? Yes. You're kidding. But vintage. Of course, vintage. Like PF Flyers. Yeah. Do you have your favorite pair? Um, I do. And, I, and you know what else I do? Mm. It's horrible. I clean them. You know, like what? if they yeah, get no. dirty. There's sneaker cleaner because my kids are really into sneakers too. But yeah. Do you remember 
remember the shoelaces that were pre- I just thought of that that were printed like hearts or like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 we should come out with a line of like that's Jewish really one liners on the fucking shoelaces that's a great what was idea that great idea. Oh, the, uh, the, uh, I'm, the, the, I'm doing it. I'm getting all comics so to good. do it. It's okay. so good. Let's do a, like a um, uh, fundraiser for ourselves. A fundraiser for okay. ourselves. Yeah, uh, fundraiser for ourselves. Okay, so. <clears throat> um, for depression. Yeah. We could do a fundraiser for depression. That's a good idea. Right? Every comedian. Do I have to give the fucking money? All right. No. So, oh, we have uh, it. We have depression. All right. Um, <clears throat> okay, so you have yeah. your favorite pair. I, I love, there's a PF flyer I have that is two-tone it's brown and black and it's fucking great um i love my pumas i'm a 11 11 men's wow yeah your dick is yeah i have a huge cock um i love my pumas because my parents wouldn't let me buy them because they were really expensive when we were kids uh i love my adidas yeah um i mean the stan smiths are really in now i the converse are much better now yeah i have the street ones that are really comfortable but they were um i love jack purcell's love jack purcell's that's my jam um keds pro keds i have high top pro keds do you remember the keds that like i always have the knockoff keds right like, the, they were too expensive so my right. parents made me get the ones that like like roach killers like that, yeah yeah yeah, the yeah, bulbous yeah. Top. yeah i always hated that so i i now feel like in response to that i really keep clear of the keds right because it brings back awful memories right of not right being able to be stylish no i like the pro keds yeah me too. um so what's your favorite uh, my Puma. Well, I have these Adidas. Mm-hmm. No. Hold on. Sorry. I have these Nike high tops that uh, are sort of a red, gold, and green, like a little right. bit of takeoff, like a Rasta thing. Right. Um, with like, yeah. So I think those. I think Nike high tops. But really what I wear every day now is Vans. You know, I I was, have been looking at the Vans because yeah. everyone has them. Everyone. And I'm like, I don't want to get Vans because everyone has them. But then I'm like, do I like them? I think it's like, like for me, they have that classic punk rock uh, right. ska thing. But I'm I, like the 60s and 70s. That's this kind of sneakers I, I, I get into. I would think too. Puma for you. If I, if I, I love look, Puma. Yeah. Look, what does your sneaker choice say about you? I mean, we can't be the only person who's had yeah. this conversation, but I feel that like it does say something about you. So right. for me, I think with that California moment when I kind of came right. into my fashion self. Yeah. Obviously not so into it. Okay. But the point being, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Vans in my heart right now. Okay. Now you... Uh, you created Talk Stoop, which ended up in all the cabs and on NBC after SNL. Yep. Um, and how many years did you do that for? Uh, nine years. Nine years. And I was a guest on it. And we hung up my mezuzah. Yes. That day. And I know. horror on my stoop. Yes. I loved so it. Awesome. It was so great. And I was a huge fan of your And remember my agent never told me that you wanted me on the show? Yes. Why was that? That fucking pissed me off. Fuck them. Are they still okay. your agent? No. I met your So, um, you do this show uh, for nine years. Yep. Uh, guests are run the gamut. Run the fucking gamut. Like, yep. major. Like, uh... It was, isn't that crazy? Yes. And best guest. Best guest. Or be, not best guest, but you. like... Be, shut up. The best... You know, like, the best I interview. Who, I mean, there are... God, there's so yeah, many yeah, yeah, that yeah. I can't believe. Right. But, but uh... This is so. This says a little something about right. who you're talking to right now. How lose, what a pers- weirdo right. I am. Ed Asner. When Ed, Asner, you made out with Ed Asner. I did. Yes, I did. Yes. Wow. So Ed Asner and then Sting being able wow. to sing with Sting. Yeah. I was, was not Jewish. Sorry, I just not wanted, Jewish. Yeah. yeah. But, but it, was, it was like really one of the. But isn't that funny that those are the two that I'm like I've arrived. Ed right. Asner was the first Ed one. Asner. Fucking amazing. Oh God. Now Brooke Shields. Oh. 
I love her. She's I, the nicest the person. Nicest. nicest. She gave me a piece of advice that, that I, mean, I love this. Yes. Oh, you know it's Yes. So I asked her how she stayed so relevant, and she said, you go where the water's warm. Right. Now, here's what's amazing. I never took anybody's wisdom right. for myself. I always thought of myself as a channel to get right. it out to the world. So I used to tell her story all the time. It wasn't until like a couple months ago when I'm like, gosh, I do my career. What is going on? I'm like, you know what? Right. And then I remember what she said. Go where the water's warm. Right. Which, of course, I'm like, maybe I should move to Puerto Rico. Right, right. <laughs> but it, but it was a, such a smart thing to say. And I tell people all the time. And everybody's like, oh, right. You know, yeah. who loves you? Who's giving you an opportunity? Right. Go there. Right. Stop fighting to be where you're not. Right. Exactly. Um, I love that girl. Yeah. Um, so also... What happened? Someone was on a big producer who, like, called you sweetheart. Tony Robbins called me honey. No way. Way. And we got into it. We got into a fight. Good. He, it was his second time on the show. Listen, I happened to really enjoy Tony. I, right. He brought it. He was funny. He didn't care. Right. The dog is all over him. Right. I spilled coffee. Steve. Yeah. yeah, Steve, right? And he rolled with it, you know? And uh, so, but he called me honey. And I was not having it because we're talking about some financial shit. And I was like, when you're sitting in a room with, you know, Jeff Bezos, you call right. him honey right. or sweetheart, you know, he was trying to, he was trying to put me in my place. But the truth was, I still believe in what I was saying. And he, I, and we fought. It's so annoying. It's like, don't call me honey. <gasps> honey, right? Don't I mean, fucking call me sweetheart and don't call me honey or doll. Right. You know, I'm not <sighs> fucking, I'm not. Yeah. Right. But, but I will say this, that with, the, even with that. I felt like Tony approached me with a lot of respect right. throughout our meetings. You know, he was always right. Um, Joel, a lot of people, frankly, that you would not necessarily, I don't know, maybe you just wouldn't think it through. But everyone right. was really uh, great to me on that show. I have it was to say, a great show. except for my, except for NBC when they fired me. Right. So they fired you, even though you created this fucking show. Correct. And they fired you. Um, you were in a clinical depression. Yep. And you had told people, I'm not well, I'm not well. We lost a friend to brain cancer. Yeah. It's a, there's always a trigger, you know? Well, th that's what it was. You know, my husband always says that this detail isn't important, but I always say, you know, he wasn't one of my best friends. He was one of my husband's best friends. Right. But it, it's something about it, Judy. It was like right. the Jenga yeah. piece that came out. Right. And so what I did was I sort of retreated up to the mountains. We have a house up there. I wore the same fluffy pink, it wasn't fluffy at the end, footy pajama suit. Right. My husband is a saint for washing our kids during that time. Right. Chris, I don't remember anything. It was like that dark, you know? Yeah. And, I, and then it hit me of like, Kat, you have spent most of your life building a moat around yourself because feeling hurts. Right. And I realized I had been this bulldozer from the time, you know... From my first depression, I right, just kind of, yeah, I just sort of shut off. Right. And, and put I, on that happy face. Put on yeah. that happy face. But, you know, I always knew that I was not being a good wife, that I was not as close to my kids as I could be, that I didn't have the close friendships I knew could right. exist because my heart was behind uh, walls of, of steel. Right, I, right. But everyone would say, you're, you're, this, you're a bulldozer. You're always, you know, you bring full force to everything. Right. Because I did... In order not to feel. Right. Because, right. So, you know, that's that's a way of just deflecting yep. from, you know. And and asking the questions so I don't have to answer them. Right. So there I am, upstate. And when this all hits me one day of like, oh, my God, now I'm actually feeling. And I was about to come back to New York and, like, start anew and then got fired while that was happening. And you had no idea. No idea. No <clears throat> idea. 
I got. Did you get? Um, did you go back into a depression? Yeah, I, uh-huh. I was. I went into my basement and where there are no windows, right. and thought, "How am I ever going to?" Leave? I mean, you fucking created this show. It was born the same week my son was born. Ugh. So- and the other thing is that's annoying. They recast it. I, yeah, you know, here. so here's the real So did they own it? Yeah, so what happened was, I came up with it, and frankly, I always say this, it, it hit me on the head. The idea for talks to hit me on the head. Right. I, it's not something that I, I right, brainstormed right. and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I, it hit me on the head one morning. I was shooting by that afternoon. Okay, so very quickly after we started, because I was already in the cabs, we... I knew that this was a hit. And so I met with my boss and I was like, hey, so this is a hit. What can I do to have sort of a stake in it? You know, and she said, frankly, nothing. You know, I'm sorry. Here's the deal. We work for NBC. So I always knew that. Still efforted to, you know, build bigger partnerships with us and USA, the whole thing. So, but I always knew that it wasn't mine. Right. And it's also, you don't, you don't think anyone's going to fucking do that to you. Well, they also said it's yours. It's yours. It's yours. Oh, I hate when they do do that. Yeah. Yeah. This is yours. You're here. You know, we love you. That's like the kiss of death. Four Emmys later. Yeah. A show that yes, that's bore right. My name, right? Um. Anyway, it. But as we were talking about before we got started, this year of horrors has been the most instructive, right? Year, and I will say this too, and it's going to sound like it's not real, but like the truth is, this situation that I'm in is just another situation. Right. I have been happy in my life. I've been sad in my life. I have been broke. I have been flush. Right. I have been single. I've been, and it's basically. All the, all the same. It's just sort of how you choose to show right. up for it's it. It's just and like, it. and also you have to. There's a book called Radical Acceptance, and that's a real part of depression. Is like, first of all, identifying the fact that the shit in your head you're you're creating. Yes, and there's <sighs> but there's other shit that you have to you have to accept, like. You don't have a job right now. Right. They fucking screwed you over. Right. You know, blah, blah, blah. But you're going to you're going to come out of this and you're going to be better for it. You know, like and yes. you know more. You're going to protect yourself next time. Yeah. You know, and yes. And, and I know because I had I was getting into a bad depression in December and uh, it was horrible. And. I, you know, I wake up when I have, dep- I have diurnal depression, yeah. as I told you before, which is during the day, I'm, I can't function. And then the sun goes down and I f- feel lifted. So what is it? What's behind that? I never actually heard it's about your, that. um, I guess it's your clock. Like, uh, William Stryon had nocturnal depression. A lot, most people have nocturnal right. where they can't sleep. Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, um, and I realized that I've always felt like that. I've always like, I wake up, I'm like, fuck, yeah. you know, and since I'm a kid, like, like, uh, and then at nighttime, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, you know, I reached out to people this past, you know, in December. And I also, even though I was waking up in my panic crying mode, I could get out of bed. Like, before I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even talk. Right. But I'm... I'm better, you know, the CBT therapy and stuff like that has given me tools, even though I still have those horrible thoughts. And it's just, you know, each time is a different episode. Do you mind if I ask you what your most useful tool is? Meditation. Um, And I think uh, an exercise is really important. Yeah. But how do you get up out the bed to do it? Um, I do this thing. 
and I do it every morning where when I wake up, I, I, uh, do like this creative visualization of what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in the bathroom. I'm going to pee. I'm going to brush my teeth Then I have to plan out step by step. step by step that I have a purpose. You know what I mean? I do, but I find it, this to me is exactly the problem was taking that first step. I have spent weeks in bed. Yeah, it's the worst. I'm so embarrassed by it. I've seen every frame Don't of television. Don't be embarrassed. Ever. Well, you know what, though? Here, But here's where I am now. For Where are we now? So I'm like, what am I, 14 months yeah. into this thing? I experienced a huge forest fire in my life. Right. Every relationship, every everything changed. And I saw some ugly things, mostly that rhyme with everyone's afraid. Right. Right? So, fine. All of that said, I now realize that I have to start getting out of bed. Every day, like enough. Right. I've given myself to, a bit yeah. too much leeway. Right. And, I gotta get and it's like a choice. That's a choice. So you yes. have to say, even though this sucks, just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. Right. Instead of laying here looking at the beach now, right. I, I get, get up. up. Just get up. Just in, do it. Sometimes it's the fucking worst thing in the entire world, but you yes. have to do it. You have to do it. And that, that is literally what I just came to last week. Right. Of get up and out the door. Right. I come right back in. Like you have to go outside. I've, I've gone days without going outside and I'm like oh my god days yeah literally weeks yeah weeks and so yeah so we love you everyone with depression we love you we love you and I just want to say too that like it's um I I am (laughs) I've always thought it's BS when people say oh I'm so grateful for the hardships yeah yeah but I am grateful for this one in a huge way because because, yeah even though I kind of don't I kind of believe everything happens for a reason and sometimes I don't believe everything, but I'm with you. But on you that. learn something. You sometimes you create the reason afterward, right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I would like to think that God is not sitting around worrying about the minutia of my life, right? That said, after a thing happens, yes, we need some divine intervention, and right. hopefully that was part of the plan. But also, uh, we interpret what the thing meant in our lives. Right. You know, I, I, that's what I believe is that the re- you you ascribe the reason to it, right? Is this kind of a word? But I, yes. And I, but I also feel sometimes I go back. This is something I do where I go back to when it was good. And I'm like, you're such an idiot. You thought this was going to, you know what I mean? Like I punish myself, my old self, like you fucking stupid idiot. I can't believe how dumb you were that you thought that, you know, everything was going to be okay. You know, (laughs) I do. It's like you just, it's such a fucking crap shoot in your head. I know. I am so over my head, by the way. You know what it felt like last night to me? I felt like there was like a little person with fists like punching yeah. from my brain to yeah. my skull you know I'm so over my own thoughts by the way that's the other reason why I'd like to get up and out of my house and sort of back on a regular schedule is because I am so sick of my story I'm sick of my right thoughts. it gets boring it's ah. like alright I'm done yeah well, I was I went out with a bunch of comics last weekend and one of the comics looks at me and goes oh my god you're so in your head all the time aren't you and I'm like oh my god it's so obvious that why did they say he's that like, cause he was like oh you did a really great job I'm like, that was okay. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, you know, it's just, ugh, it's, and it's all, I don't know. I, you know, they say pessimism, 
pe- people who are pessimistic are really optimistic because they're uh, pragmatic. They know what is right. So and they're like they're just preparing themselves, but also. They, if you if you're a pessimist but you keep trying, then you have to feel that there's some optimism or you yes. wouldn't fucking be motivated. A hundred percent, yeah. Right. And, and then the so-called optimists are the ones who disappoint right. every second. Right. Who are like and like the people who are like, oh my god, every day is a gift and blah, blah, blah. and like, um, yeah, I just I want to punch their face in, but. Because I want to go, no, it's not. You know something shitty's going to happen in, like, the next week, you know? <laughs> Wait, but then, but it's, what are you going to do but it's with like, it? I know. And then like, you, you have to be in the moment and be like, uh, you have to remind. It's, like, so much fucking head work and thinking and no. fucking annoying. Well, so I've been, by the way, also meditating. And um, so good. <laughs> my teacher said to me yesterday, she's like, huh, and she's so funny. She's Asian. I mean, very. Yeah. She's helped me. So much. Asia. Yesterday, though, her, Israel. Asia. Yeah. <laughs> but her thing yesterday was like, and anyway, who cares? Like, that's sort of like where right. she ended up on everything. Right, so, is it TM? No, I did right. that with Bob Roth. And I, I want it. Can you t- yes. can you introduce me to him? Of course. Because I love you. Of because course. I really want to do that. And I can't get a, I can't get to Bob Roth. Really? Yeah. He will love it. You know how I met him? Is he just like wrote me a fan letter? Not a, just, you know, I really like what you do, Cat Greenleaf. And so I called did him. Did you have to pay? No. Yeah, that's what I want. I don't want to have to pay. He also taught it to my kids, by the way. He's oh, God, I have to go to him. Can I tell you a funny story about him? Yeah, and, and then, and then we have this. to hang up soon. Okay. All right, <laughs> so, so I'm at a... Um a benefit for the, right. this TM thing and it was great I ran to Ben Vereen who I love oh my god I love him he was an early adopter of Talk Stoop I oh, love, I love and him and he wore his converse like as an oh my, oh my god so okay so I run into him blah 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 so Bob gets up there he's now it's his big moment he's right. interviewing uh, Mary um, the other woman the, uh, Mary from Weeds the actress. Oh, um, Mary Stuart Masterson. No, no, the other one. Who else? Mary Louise Parker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, fine. So her, and then uh, and Tom Hanks is up there, and so Bob is like, now this is his moment. He's te- he's doing the interview, and suddenly he gets a gusher nosebleed. No way. In the middle. So he gets up and runs backstage and like nobody knew what to do and so I was kind of moments from like running up there. And being Right, like, to help. Yeah. yeah. And then Tom Hanks picked up the mic and killed it and was awesome. Wow. And I was like, good, you know, good for him. He right. really was like showing support. Right. And Bob, I laughed it off and I told him I have hosted Probably a thousand of these things in my career, right. you know, and I don't remember a single one. This I will never forget. That's amazing. I have so much respect for him after that moment and still do. You know, he's a great guy and he'll wonder. He has a very similar background to ours. Okay. Will you please? Hey, everyone. You know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality. And they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 
60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S, dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero, okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, Judy Gold 50, to get 50% off. That's code Judy Gold 50 at factormeals.com slash Judy Gold 50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. Your mother has a website where she talks about how much she hated being a mother? Yeah. So it's, a, <laughs> it's a, well, so here's the thing. It's uh, about being a parent to grown offspring. Uh-huh. And she claims it's not personal, except that I am the grown offspring. So it's not a very comfortable so she's thing ta- to Is me. she not talking about your adopted sister? I believe she talks about all of us. And she also, by the way, brings in other people's uh, stories. But Uh, here's the thing. So I have never been on the site. (laughs) I've never been on the site. Just like when you mentioned earlier, they recast Talk Stoop. I don't know anything about it because I have not been in the cab. I have not watched. Well, I just I only know because um, because I was looking, you know, I was doing work. Everybody knows. But but I don't know if they if they I haven't seen it at all people have seen it and sending pictures and I as soon as I sort of like like who the fuck would send you a picture of that everybody thinks they're being kind and I've had to say right I've had to say listen no yeah no you know and listen I don't know the person who took over but I will tell you I wish that person only good things this is a a beautiful garden that I created that I really would hate to think of it not going well what would you do if she contacted you well I, said, I, I, like, would, I want to I, thank you and well that would be per, very poor taste because I want to thank you for going into depression and, and getting fired oh, and right. letting me no, for raise creating your the child show. All right, but, yeah, but I just ahead. want to say this one last thing about it is that I always thought of Talk Stoop as my child and this summer I was standing on the shores of the Atlantic thinking feeling so bad and, and so terrible about it and then I realized that the courageous women who made an adoption plan and chose us to right. raise their children. Right. When I, I just, like, my knees just went weak even thinking yeah. about this. Imagine how they felt. Right. Uh, uh, you like, know, someone always has it worse than you. 
Right. And and while Talk Stoop is has always felt like my work child, right. and by the way, I think you have a child doesn't necessarily have to be a person. You know what I mean? Some right. people But I, also, can I say something? Your kids are what? Six? Uh, seven and almost ten. Seven and ten. This, these, like, you're never going to get this time back, and it goes so fast. So and fast. I'm telling you right now, it's a blessing in disguise. I'm not kidding. No, you're Because, right. you know, I came back to New York from L.A., and my, my manager and, uh, was so mad at me when, when Henry was born. And I think back to everything I gave up to to... I would not, I would never, I would not give it away for anything. I, for the money I could have had on a sitcom, whatever. Right. That time, like you are going to be so happy. Absolutely. Listen, but here, but I can now tell this to you because I'm, I'm so embarrassed to admit it. Otherwise, I just this week told my kids I was no longer doing talks. Wow. I was so afraid that they would. They don't care. They don't care. Except that, listen. People know who I am, and we get a lot of love for the right. show. And so, I—they've never had a life without right. Talk Stoop in it. And so, I was afraid that they'd be angry at me. Um, oh my God! No, they love you. They don't care. They did not care. <laughs> they didn't care. They're like, like probably like, yay, more time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and now you can come to this. Now you can come to that. I mean, seriously. Yep. And it, but I, yeah. So it's. Oh, what a year. I mean, and also when I used to travel, Henry used to be like, why can't you have a regular job like everyone else? And now uh, he lives with me now. Uh, he's 22. Yes. And um, he wouldn't live with me in high school. And, he, and I was so upset. And I found out I thought he hated me. And it was because his other mother worked so much that when he got home from school, no one was there. And she has a balcony and he could smoke pot with his friends. OK, so um, very reasonable. human right. being. So. All right. Uh, well, I asked my I always ask my my guests two questions. One, you already answered because I asked them if they're on antidepressants because we're very, you know, yeah. what's your cocktail now? Well, I'll tell you now I'm not on any. Uh, what? How is that? It's pretty great. It's pretty great. So here's what I realize is my main my main uh, yeah. hang up. It's the ADD. I wasn't diagnosed ever as a kid. Right. And I it's it. the worst. The worst. And right. so a lot of people say, oh, Adderall, it's like a poor man's coat. Right. But I'll tell you this, not for me. For right. me, it just allows my head to go straight. Right. It's the only thing. Only. Yeah, I wanted Adderall, but she said, no, Ritalin's better. I mean, Ritalin sounds to me like the vapors, like it was a right million years ago. I'm like, ago. can I do Adderall? And she's like, a very low dose of Ritalin. And it's like... Uh, do you like it? I do. I, I really wanted to try Adderall, though. Oh. Well, but I, was, I think that's all I fucking need too. But then I I life. got on the Paxil and okay, I'm not crying and every morning whatever works right because I also I find my my depression is very situational right I mean, there I was it was awful then it got but my awful anxiety is so bad so I definitely need something to stop the zzz. that's always in my head zzz. like I can't even do a, a like a, a like washing the dishes like I can't even focus on washing the dishes because I'm just like you have to do this and you didn't do that and you're and you're done and, 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 and you blah, 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 blah. and then you know I'd leave something here and I said shut up shut, like, up, shut the fuck right. up shut the fuck up I know isn't it something why yeah. why Jews why? Jews intermarriage um <laughs> what we you kind of started telling me this but what pisses you off the most i mean on which front everything so here's the thing uh, here it is ready 
the herd mentality that has overtaken oh. this country. When somebody, anybody, I don't care if it's your grandmother right. or or a comedian who's really well known. Here's the deal. When somebody might post on whatever, right. hey, I think X, Y, or Z. And then they get like virtually right. stoned to death. Right. And then they take it down and they apologize. Right. I can't. Where are the balls? Where are your balls, America? And I, by the way, I mean this on either side. Let's be brave and have real conversations. Let's allow people but to also, think. Right. And also, all these people have a fucking platform who don't need a platform. And stop apologizing. Stop, stop apologizing. Stop apologizing. God like damn it. Too. Stop it, you Wait. fucking asshole. You fuck you. goddamn son of a bitch. Which is why, you know, listen. <laughs> this, so this gets me more than anything. Right. And now here's what's been very interesting for me as looks a Jewish of a certain age, like we're all liberal, right. all garden variety. When I would be in a position of just posing a question of, well, maybe there could be this outcome or maybe. Right. And people I know and know to be well-educated and I respect them and all the things. No, no, they're instant no's. And I look like this right winger almost. Right, to right, right, right. Because I'm also not apologizing if I have a thought. So I have become, like, remember when we were at the Friars Club mm-hmm. and Gloria Allred's daughter was not into one of the things I right. was saying because I was like, well, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And she didn't think so. My husband went ahead and agreed with her because he didn't want to look like he had the crazy wife. And oh, that that's so disloyal. Thing, you know, he and I have talked about it a lot right. about because it comes up all the time. I'm never going to change his mind on this. I'm never going to change anyone's mind. But frankly, I think I'm a boring friend now because I'm always like, yeah, I see your point, but it could also be this other thing. Right, 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 right. So I don't have that. Like, But it was a friar's roast. Tony, I mean, whatever. By the way, you were fucking hilarious that night. I loved that night. I loved it. That was fun, yeah. Wasn't it fun? Are you a friar yet? So funny you ask. I just wrote back to Anthony. What's his nuts? I was like... Hey, I remember I got you my my application. Yeah. Do you still want me at it? And Wait, I thought I was one of your sponsors. You were supposed to sponsor me. Yeah, okay. I meant to ask you, did you blackball me? No, I want to sponsor you. Okay, well, I'm going in next week. All right. So to be, I mean, I don't know how it goes. But anyway. Oh, God, you're going to fucking, they're, they're, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're going to yeah. have to just like pay the money. Yeah. But so, so what pisses me off is um, the ballslessness of America and the fact that nobody that I know well is in the mood to think about what we're going to do about this shit show that has become our country. It's all like, let's yell at the other side. But Yeah, no, it's us versus them. It's us versus them, which gets you, by the way, nowhere. Right, exactly. So, so that's what bothers me is that I feel well, like Newt we Gingrich are Well, Newt Gingrich started that bullshit when he said, when he said, I'm not going to pass anything, Clinton. You know, he started the whole fucking bullshit. I mean, it, it, it makes me so ill. I'm so embarrassed. To right. Be it's, it's you know, it. especially when I'm, in, I'm doing clubs and like there's people from like Australia or Ireland or and I'm like, we, we hate them. Just yeah, yeah. go back. We fucking hate that motherfucker. <laughs> we also hate them. Yeah. So, so, so I agree with you on stop apologizing. Stop apologizing. Own up to what you said. You know, yeah. it's well. It, how about this? Oh, I said something terrible on Twitter many years ago, or someone says I said that. Let I didn't really say that. That couldn't have been me. Let right, me right. let me get do an investigation and see if right. I was hacked. No, you weren't hacked. You were homophobic. Right. You said it. So say you're sorry. Right. Right. And, and just move on. move on. But it's gonna and also. So it's going to come up like the Kevin Hart thing. Yes. Like, don't act like I would apologize. Just 
sorry, you said something, you're really famous, there's shit you're going to have to deal with, yep. and that's one of them. Say, you know what, I did say that, and I was wrong, yeah. and I'm really sorry. And and I don't care if you have to say it 5,000 times, you make $8 billion a year, right. you're a big role model, a right. big role model. Yes. So. You know, when people see that bit and say, I'm going to break the doll over my kid's head, you know, and you then read about a suicide or, you know, whatever. Um, sorry, you're yeah. going to have it's going to come up it's and you have up. to deal with it. This is one thing, by the way, about getting fired in public and and being a public, uh, public face of depression right. and alcoholism and all the things. It's all out there now. Do you know what I mean? And I don't like it, and I don't wish this on anybody, but I don't also have to pretend that I haven't gone through some of life's actual trials. Uh, because everybody knows. Like, right. Everybody knows. Everyone knows. And it's, I it's, know that's the hard part about being... Um... Yeah. Everybody knows. And, I, and by the way, even as I say that to you, my stomach just like... Hate yeah, I, don't I, worry about it. You're gonna fucking you're gonna come out so. Okay. And it is what it is. You know what I mean. I'm here. Listen, yeah. I'm finally on your podcast. Yeah, I'm so happy. I get out. Um, well, I, you know, I had mostly comics on, and then I was like, you know, then I was like, Laura, can you get me cat? All right. Um, I, I so. cannot thank you enough. Where can people find you? Are you on social media? Even I though am. you hate it. I am. I'm at, I guess I'm at Kat Greenleaf, but my husband is with At Kat Greenleaf. Me. Yeah. C-A-T-R-G-R-E-E-N-L-E-A-F. That's Exactly me. how it sounds. How it sounds. And CatGreenleaf.com. And listen, reach out. Hit me up. What do the yeah. kids say? Think, uh, tweet, tweet me? I don't know. They oh, say, you yeah. know, Snapchat me. It's fucking uh, ridiculous. Right. I can't even so figure old. it like, out. Send me a send me a, a message in a bottle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you're the best. You're the best. Um, something great's gonna happen this year for you. It already has, Judy Cole. Oh. Sitting here with oh, you. Oh god damn it! I'm gonna vomit. I'll give you two Adderall for one Ritalin, so we can. What do you think? Oh, I don't have my Ritalin with me. I can't believe you wouldn't just give me an Adderall. You're no, such I, an asshole. No, listen, I don't want. I, it. I don't want it. I, All right. I love you. I love you. And as we always say, so long! So long! And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long!